0: Coming up on the Money Beat Podcast, it's the Friday food fight. The jobs report much stronger than expected. The stock market ripping back towards record highs. What's it all mean? We will break it down next. This is Money Beat. Everything you need to know about money and the markets and then some. Now, financial food fight. Welcome to the Food Fight on this uh, Friday here in July, early July. Can we be a little bit more
1: upbeat? It's the uh, summer. You know what? I yeah, know it did it's 287,000. had
0: 287,000 jobs, and we're obviously going to talk about that. Uh, you know Papa Bear I, I mean, is no, just No, you know what it is? Down. It's not even that. I don't know, I don't even want to get into this because I know this isn't our job. It's just, you know, there are more important things going on in the world oh, in this that's... country today and this week. So kind of hard to get excited about the jobs report when we got so many things going on um, and I know that's not our job so that's not what we're going to talk about but wow you just threw
1: me under the bus
0: <laughs> no and I think you're, you're right because look our job is to talk about the economy and the, and the jobs report and you know you're right I should be trying to bring energy to that topic because that's what that's what we get paid for so let's let's start over well, I can't start over. But anyhow, <laughs> let's talk about the jobs report. So this morning, uh, the June jobs report comes out much stronger than anybody had expected. It would be some fears about, oh, God, Jack Otter uh, over here, you know, pointing fingers to himself. Okay, Paul Vini, Stephen a, Grosser, Jack a Otter, vi- Chuck Jaffe. <laughs> uh, Jack, will go to you first. Take your victory lap, my friend.
2: Uh, no, here's the thing. All it was was reversion to the mean. Look, a- after we had 38,000 last month, and then we found out Revised, that's 11,000, well, right. um, you got Got to expect a great big number this week, not because the economy is better in June than it was in May, not because of a million other reasons, just because this is a very flawed sample. I mean, it has a, a margin of error of a hundred thousand. Right. Um, we're actually talking about a, um, a a data set of millions, and every month we talk about you know fifty thousand here and a hundred thousand there. So, so I, it was not because I have any insight into anything other than you know what we're plotting a. Long, slightly worse than we did last year. Now the average is 172 thousand a month, which ain't bad. Um, although we never saw those wonderful 300 thousands that we should have seen in a big recovery. Right. Um, so uh, again, I, I think this is a good number It ain't a great number, given especially what we've seen in recent months.
1: No, I mean this speaks exactly to your point. I mean why the Fed looks at the sort of rolling average and not at you know one month from month to month the number. Well, and even you look at the last three months
0: now, right? And it was, what was that, 144 in April, 11 in May, and now 287. And the three-month average is, is 147. Right? You know, I, I you hear it time and time again. You can never look at one month's report. You have to look at the longer-term trend. And the, the longer-term trend going back to 2014 is trending down. I mean, the monthly averages have been coming down ever since 2014. That's a long-term trend. Right. And there's no two ways around that. Yeah, I'll but give that, you a longer term trend, though.
2: A longer me, term trend is we longer. have had 69 straight months of job gains. And then you could point to what happened right before that as being <laughs> lousy. Right. And so we better well have this many months. But, but, but that's a decent number to throw out there, which I believe is a record.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing too is like you like well I mean there are two things I would make a point on this one sort of the bearish point and the ones the you know the bullish more bullish point is as the economy gets closer and closer to full employment you expect the jobs number to come down. Yeah. Janet Yellen said in her yes. talk in December that like to support. You know, the new workers coming into the economy, we just need to add around 100,000, I think, I believe the number was. So, I mean, that's not surprising that the trend would be coming down. Like, you don't expect to keep getting two hundred, three hundred thousand 300,000 jobs right. added. However, Barclays back – and they came out with this note back after the May um, – um, report and they, re- they actually referenced it. Um, the January numbers talked about during the expansionary period. If the average during that period, if the jobs, the monthly jobs number st- steadily falls below that and is persistently below that, that is one of the best sort of signals of a in, uh, you know a coming recession. Mm. And that number is one eighty nine. And then and the expansionary period they st- say started in two thousand ten and you know goes yeah. to now. Uh, let's bring in but, Chuck Chaffee. Yeah, Chuck.
0: Well, yeah, what this means
3: is that the numbers are both fabulous and they suck at the same time. <laughs> that's that's where we're at. So so that Commander Bear Market Paul can feel good about the fact Commander
0: that the numbers Bear aren't as good market. as it's wow. to be. Hey, and, I listen. Wait, wait, wait. I, I never feel good exact. about bad numbers. I never feel good about bad numbers. Let me just say that. It's, you, Commander
1: you know, Bear Market. I, like I think it would have had a lot more energy, though, if it was like 10,000 jobs added.
0: No, no. and I'm sorry to interrupt, Chuck. Go ahead. Really? I'm sorry. Make but, your point. But
3: the point is, it's not that you feel good about bad numbers. It's that you feel good about yourself and that you, the numbers kind of prove to you the point that you want to see in them. And... and Jack, who's a little more Captain Optimism on this side, (laughs) the numbers are sort of showing him what he wants, and that's the way these numbers are going to be, and that, by the way, is why the group of people here is still gainfully employed, because if the numbers actually said one thing and only one thing, and there was only one conclusion to draw, then there'd be nothing for us to talk about.
2: Wow. You know, basically,
3: these are good numbers that are still crappy, depending on how you want to look at them. And that's okay. That's Disagreement makes a market. Yeah. And right now, as long as you have that disagreement, that's actually good for the market. Because, it also is you know, really good for
2: cable television because it, it allows different it, areas. It, it's
0: funny. To, to that point, too, Chuck, we were doing the live blog this morning, and you know, we're looking at the numbers ourselves, we're reading through the release, looking at the tables and trying to figure out what it all means. At the same time, my inbox is starting to flood with all the notes from analysts and pundits and people breaking it down on their own. And the the degree to which the takes were just starkly different was was why. I mean, it was really interesting, right? Because the, the headline number is good, $287,000. jobs. is no two ways around it. The headline number is good. But it's when you start extrapolating and averaging and doing this and taking this and doing all this origami with the numbers that we love to do. Uh, It's amazing how many ways you can look at this report and and come to different conclusions. It's true.
3: Let's remember that the vast majority of people out there who are giving an opinion are to some extent trying to justify their own existence. Exactly. I would agree with that. They're wagering. Yeah. And and truthfully – as somebody who spends every day talking to other folks, I'm completely agnostic, and and I, you know, we joke about it. And you're right, Paul. You're not rooting for bad numbers, but you are clearly more bearish. Yeah. I basically believe, you know, hey, I just want to be employed tomorrow, talking about where, which way the market's going and what's going on. And I'm truly agnostic, but the fact is I can take devil's advocate to every single one. If I wanted to justify being bearish right now, I can make the case. Right, if I wanted right. to justify being bullish, I can make the case. But here's the real, out, the real outcome. What you've got now is people saying, okay, with this number, we go back to data dependency, and the Fed can raise rates. No, they can't. They can't do anything now until after the election. Exactly, It it doesn't make a difference. We're no longer data dependent between now and the election because anything after July, numbers aren't good enough to say, oh, we'll do it in July. Numbers are good enough to say we'll talk about it in July. Well, anything after July is going to be seen as politicizing the process. Nope, they're not going to do it. So we're done until after the election anyway.
1: Yeah, you can't have... The, you know, the minutes this week and, you know, sort of hammer home that point. Yeah. And, you know, the Fed in Janet Yellen's press conference, you know, after the June meeting. I mean, they're uncertain about when they're going to raise rates. And I agree with Jack. You can't raise rates in September in the middle of an election um, or the Fed has historically – Not done that. So, I mean, it really puts only December on the plate. I mean, it would be like a a stark reversal, too. Like, you know, if we're, you know, to raise rates, (laughs) you know, this month. I mean, uh, one data point. Right. Yeah, th- this month,
2: forget it. And for a bearish Absolutely. data point, uh, as I'm addressing Is it Captain Pessimism? I was c- it, Commander was like, Bear Commander Market. Market. Commander
0: Bear Market. I think it was Commander um, Bear Market is what you uh, said. Whatever. This, we can play back the tape. <laughs> this I liked number, it. I liked
2: it. Uh, was the, the survey on which this number is based was in early June before the UK vote. Right. And so the manufacturing number was pretty good. Certainly the UK vote is not going to help manufacturing. Could could hurt. Uh, could just make people unhappy and not hire. Uh, so uh, July will be interesting uh, to, to see what, what number we get in, in early August uh, based yeah. on this month. Yeah,
0: uh, You know, that's a good natural place to take a break, I think. So let's take one. We will come back on the other side of this. And what we're going to talk about next is, is what the market did after this number hit the tape because it was extremely interesting so stay tuned hi this is kevin cintzmont this is beth cracklauer check us out on the off duty podcast we talk about food cocktails all of the <laughs> finer things in life
2: check us out at wsj.com/podcast
0: and become a subscriber on itunes wsj podcasts listen ambitiously this is money beats everything you need to know about money and the markets and then some now Financial Food Fight. Welcome back to the Food Fight. Paul Vini, Stephen Grosser, Jack Otter, Chuck Jaffe. So this morning, the jobs report, the June jobs report hits the broad tape at 8.30 a.m. The numbers come out. Big surprise. And what does the market do? Uh, it has a knee-jerk reaction, which is now turned into uh, a so far, we're taping this in the early afternoon, uh, has turned into a, a day long rally in the equity market. Yes, yes Stephen? Well, I, I, that's
1: not really how I would have perceived it. You I would. mean, you, you saw in stocks, they they went up yeah. and they've continued to rally. But the interesting moves, I thought, were the dollar, the yen. Yeah. The treasury, or I was talking about the stock market. Yeah, yeah.
0: But But that's where I really thought
1: that, like these other markets, these the the sort of safe haven assets. You saw, you know, treasury sold off. I mean, you know, they they got up to like one. Point four two, something around there, or <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, there was a big sell off. Amazing, and, and that then that it a sell off, yeah, and then yeah, it, re- right. then it, but it reversed itself very quickly as it sort of was like I think don't think anyone expected like a two eighty seven number. I think that was sort of surprised everyone, but then the reality set in is to what we were talking about right before the break. The Fed ain't doing anything, right? Like, and and <laughs> the BoE is going to be you know easy, and you know the ECB and the Bank right, of Japan, right. and like. The easy money, you know, around the world, from central banks around the world is still in place. Yeah,
0: I think we had one uh, one of the posts on Money Beat. We quoted an analyst calling it Christmas in July. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Not only was it a good number, but it, it it's it's almost like a, a free game day to play, right? Because <laughs> because what Chuck said before, the Fed is handcuffed right now by the politics of what's going on with the
1: election. And, and the global events.
0: And the economy's not that no, exactly. great.
1: So, let, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. One data here. point is not right. reason to right. move.
2: But it's sort of that Goldilocks thing uh, exactly. where, uh, okay, this means that the economy is not going to hell, uh, so we don't have to worry about that, and we don't have to worry about a Fed hike. So, what could be better for the stock jockeys?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that the last it's time turnings. everybody was talking about Goldilocks <laughs> was right before... The market crashed, which is. I think Goldilocks conversations are the are the, one of the best contrary indicators,
2: which is exactly right in in sort of the smart money view. What I'm saying is, in terms of instant reaction to yeah. headline numbers, yes, right? That was the story. Absolutely.
1: No, it, I, I think it is a sort of whether this portends something worse down the road. This is most definitely yeah. in the near term feels uh, like a Goldilocks uh, scenario. And another,
3: Chuck,
0: I, I hear Chuck trying to get in there. Let's, let's just, give him a little space. You
3: know what you've got is let's make sure that we keep everybody in mind that there is a huge difference between what is interesting and what is actionable. This is interesting like the way the market yeah. reacted very interesting. Would you have wanted to do it now I mean if you wanted to to make monetary wagers on what was going to happen with the market and and which way to go, you're basically sort of trying to ride you know, ride the trend the way you'd be counting cards. It's not, you might have a slight perceived edge, but house advantage is still going to say you're not going to win most of the time. So, you know, it's not there. It's It's interesting. It's not actionable.
2: And an important point is, of course, here we are talking about, hey, it's good for stocks that central banks everywhere will continue this unprecedented right. easy money thing that can really only end badly yeah. uh and and so it's no reason to get excited in the long term well, and stocks only look cheap if you compare them to bonds which are more expensive exactly. than ever in history yeah. so there's a lot of negatives here if you if you take a long view
0: right and and all that said what is going on friday with the stock market specifically is that the S&P 500 is within I think it was within four or five points of its all-time yeah, high. Yeah,
1: it's it's been within five and ten. Depending points on where it is, morning, as we yeah. as,
0: as, since we've jumped into the studio, uh, it is almost at the May 2015 all-time high before total returns. Chuck Jaffe, I, I know you want to, you know, I know you're going to talk about that, but you know, you have a st- that's it. The market is, is rising again. You had this good number, but I mean, look, you have a Fed that is afraid of a 25 basis point hike. That's how, how sensitive this situation is. Bond yields are screaming that something is wrong, and the stock market is, is ripping higher.
3: Let's talk, you know, the, the interesting side is, for most consumers, since I was just saying, things aren't actionable. Let's go the other way. What is actionable is, is not the stuff that anybody's talking about. Did you see what happened you know, with the S&P getting near the record highs? That's what everybody wants to talk about. Treasuries, of course, a 10-year treasury, basically at record lows. And the actionable part, look at what's happened to mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are down again and basically at record low territory. Right. And that's where things are actionable for people right now.
2: And also, uh, we've just seen a wonderful lesson in diversification. Uh, I am not a fan of gold at all. The best investment this year has been the miners. Uh, so, people just sitting on a 60-40 portfolio, you know, bond yields can't go any lower. They did. Right. Um, so, uh, in the lack of anything else, diversify.
1: No, I, I think that, I mean, that uh, gold is another interesting, you know, sort of dollar. Yeah, I mean, like gold you know, sold off in the immediate aftermath of this number. I mean, it was just interesting yeah. to watch how, like, screwy, you know, markets right. sort of react right. to data these days when you have so much central bank intervention.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it is it's also interesting that this one – and this is not anything new, you know, but this one data point is so important to so many markets everywhere, you know. I mean, it it just sort of – it emphasizes how much – pressure there is on the
1: U.S. economy to hold things afloat. Well, I mean, the Fed has become, I mean, you know, the central bank to the world. And right. this is, although it's given itself three mandates, this is, you know, <laughs> one of its legit, you know, it's the two mandates it's always had. Yeah. And it's the report they look at. And, and you
0: know, here's the interesting thing. So now it is, it's, it's July. It's early July. We just got the June jobs report out of the way. The summer is coming on. Is this a summer, though, and, and Chuck especially, you should have something to say about this, and Jack too, is this a summer where investors can now say, all right, well, the big data point's out of the way, it's summertime, nothing happens in the summer, I can go to the beach <laughs> and not worry? Well, that, can uh, you yeah. do that or not do that?
3: Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can? Yes, as long as your time horizon is... Proper, and you know, if you're really worried about doing it, then rebalance before you go. Because we were just talking about gold, for example. So, let's say that you had been one of those people who could actually lay down a five percent asset allocation to gold, and you know, now, right now, it's going to be up, your allocation is going to be bigger. So, call your winners and reinvest, reposition, take that as your cautious thing, and then go away. Yeah, that'd be fine.
2: And if you can't do that, then you better get yourself in a position right now to do it, because for all of our bloviating here, <laughs> none of us know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and neither and Warren Buffett would tell you the same thing. And so you need to be diversified, have an appropriate you know, I mean, platitude I say, after platitude that I, Chuck and I have written all the time. Uh, but it's all quite true. That's why we write it over and over again. No, I, I, well, I
1: mean, I would take last summer. I mean, as a perfect example you know? of why – don't listen to us. Don't listen to a <laughs> word we say. No, 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 no. not us. Everybody else. Uh, I would us. say us. I would never say us? us. Even though oh, you're too like much, you're, too much in 2014, honesty. you were too much honesty, Grocery. No, but uh, you, I remember like Greece. You know, sort of Greece had you know gotten hold of everyone's concern. Right. Everyone was worried about that, and then you know that sort of you know settled down at the end of July. And China, granted, the stock market had been, you know, had been starting, you know, in a massive slide in June. But people weren't really paying attention to China, and all of a sudden, you had three days of like two hundred, three hundred point losses, uh, like at the end of August. And all of a sudden, the next week, you had the thousand point drop. Right. I mean, it was sort of it built, and I don't think people were really recognizing what was going on. And, then, and
3: yet, if somebody had done nothing and listened
1: to, well, that is true. Folks,
3: And done nothing, they were fine. I I mean, those were sort of more unpredictable events than anything you can look at right now. So here's the thing. Let's just go set the clock back six months. If you had said six months ago, as we were getting into the start of the year, if the question Paul had asked at that point had been, could you take the next six months off? Could you take up the winter? Well, let's see. You're going to have the worst start to a year in market history. You're going to wind up finishing that six-month stretch with the Brexit. You're going to have in the middle Donald Trump becoming the presumptive Republican nominee and all of the <laughs> other things that we have seen with all of the volatility in the whips and, and – moving up and down the spikes and, and everything else that we've had. You know what you still had? If you'd closed your eyes and done nothing, you got a 3.75% gain on the S&P 500 in the first half of the year. That puts you on a pace for 7.5, and, and for most people, they take that.
1: But that's not fun to talk about. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean like we could basically say you could take life off. Yeah, and just that's put fun, your money. It's <laughs> not so fun to
3: talk about losing your shirt because you got too active.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's leave it there. Before I let you folks go for the weekend, I want to tell you that uh – for more great podcasts from The Wall Street Journal, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And we are in the Google Play Music app on your Android devices. For Chuck Jaffe, Jack Otter, Paul Vini, Steven Grosser, everyone, have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. We will talk to you next week. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.